0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders Council Podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join me in a capital on lockdown for the second week in a row. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today as always we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Adele Hopper, owner of the House of Rompa, a day nursery set within the grounds of Willemsoe House High School in Cheshire. Adele, hello. Thank you for coming on the program today. Um, before we get into our conversation on leadership, we might as well address the COVID-19 situation. How has that affected your operations?
1: We are actually in the front line. Uh, my nursery is still open. Uh, and we have all my team are actually there supporting the uh, people with our front line and helping support the rest of our country in this situation we now find ourselves in. a very difficult one, but yes, we are open and trading.
0: Are you having to take any extra precautions due to the uh, virus?
1: Yes we, yes, we do. We're already very high on uh, terms of hygiene and things, but we are now even higher. The parents are not allowed in the nursery at all. They staff take the children from the front door into the nursery. Um, obviously, then we have uh, uh, limitations on uh, what can and cannot come into the nursery. Um, we also have terms of hygiene. All of the toys and the equipment are washed. Down after each use and put back on the shelf to ensure that they are, um, you know, are, no infections can hopefully uh, but have been transferred into that nursery. Children, when they come in at um, uh, the reception area, their hands are washed down as well as their face and all their materials are made sure that they are of the high standard of hygiene.
0: Now, are you enforcing social distancing within uh, the nursery as well?
1: I beg your pardon, I missed that question.
0: Are you enforcing social distancing rules, keeping two metres apart uh, within uh, the nursery as well?
1: Yes, as well, yes. Where, where are they possible, obviously, with children, it's difficult.
0: Of course, but I'd imagine.
1: The, uh, <laughs> wherever we can, we do. Uh, in terms of hygiene, obviously, in the bathroom, it's a similar, both with the staff and with the children. We already had this in place. Uh, so for many years, uh, I have a machine that we, the children call a pelican. And they go to the bathroom, wash their hands. And when they come back, they put like a gel onto the hands, rub it rub it onto the hands, and then put the hands underneath this pelican beak, which is a UV light. And it will show the areas where there are bugs and they're not washing properly. They then go back to the bathroom and rewash their hands, taking care that they're washing those parts that they previously missed. So that was already in the nursery, so children are aware of bugs. Um, and subsequently, when uh, this um, virus came into the world, um, my staff then went through this hand-washing procedure that uh, has been implemented and then again carried through with the um pelican beak and the children being observed um whether they've got bugs on their hands or not, still having washed in the five sequences that the children be taught to wash. That pelican so we're, beak sounds, we're on it as highly as we
0: possibly can. That pelican beak sounds very useful. I, it, I think it should be rolled out nationwide for adults as well. Um, now, of course, uh, we invited you on the programme today to discuss leadership. Uh, so let's, yeah. uh, let's get to grips with that. Um, okay. I always like to start the conversation on leadership off with asking a very simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Leading means to me to to uh, ensure that you have a good um, practice in yourself, so that the people that uh, follow you um, have have the similar standards. If you if you can't lead with good examples, how on earth can the people following you uh, do the job that you're asking them to uh, correctly?
0: So it's presenting a good role model to your staff.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I do believe that. Um, if you're asking somebody to do a job within your business, then you should be able to do it and do it well. And you should be able to lead by example by doing that. Uh, the nursery at one time, I did everything in my nursery, but now my manager does. And um, so it's she leads by example. We have the same ethos as far as educating children and basic principles of um personal social skills. The good graces that make like, of the uh, the people that we become. Uh, The ability to communicate well with our peers and our elders, to have the self-confidence and the self-esteem that's really important, and self-belief. So these little ones grow up and they can give you eye contact and they can ask questions because only by asking questions can we learn and develop ourselves.
0: Of course. And those social skills are so important, especially when one goes to get a, a, a job or a, a just interact socially with anyone. Uh, it's, it's a really good thing that you're starting them so young on that. Um, well, you you mentioned role models uh, a moment ago. We, let's uh, let's go back to that for a second. Um, when you first started out in your working life, uh, when you began your career, did you have any role models who really shaped you into the person you are today? Yeah.
1: I'm um, really sorry, I missed that question completely.
0: Did you have any role models when you first started out in your career that shaped you the way that you are today?
1: My Probably my mother was my role model. Um, she um, always wanted me to aspire to better things, to, to um, achieve whatever I wish to achieve in life, that um, nothing could stand in my way if I wanted it. Which, being a woman, when I started up in business, was very different. I was 25 when I first started my first business as a beauty, beauty therapist, and uh, to be a beauty therapist in those days was very different than today. And when I set up my business, I did have a business partner, and we set up the business with a very small loan. My partner was not a beauty therapist; uh, she was just a, well, she's a hairdresser, and will hope to train. therapy, But within six months of doing it, she decided it wasn't for her, Mm -hmm. but the loans still had to be paid back. And at the end of 12 months, when the partnership ceased, I had to go and see the bank manager to take on the bank loan. And because it sounds now, I was asked what would happen if I became pregnant. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend at the time had to support me on that business loan. Mm -hmm. I started with £1,500 and ended up on the high streets of Alderley Edge. With five staff and a state of the art, beauty on, and clients flying in from London and Scotland.
0: Now, of course, it's a very different career path that you're on now. Um, what made you take the jump uh, from uh, the beauty industry to uh, childcare?
1: Um, I have a daughter, mm. and um, trying to run the business and take care of my child was very so difficult. Um, and I decided that the best thing I could do was be to find a career where I could support my daughter and support myself um, in a, a different climate. Um, beauty therapy was becoming different too. Um, given the choice, uh, I would have stayed within, within the beauty therapy industry. Mm-hmm. Now looking at it, I'm glad I took the leap of faith and went into childcare. Beauty therapy is no longer the industry that I aspired to, Mm. which was a holistic one, a holistic approach to whatever the problem was with the pet, with the client, uh, from skincare to diet to um, hair problems, hair growth problems, which was my uh, big uh, forte. I was very specialized in hair removal. So I think that, Having gone down this road, for me, the most important thing is education. Right. Education for the children, education for my staff. Um, Not only do we take uh, great pride in, in showing the children learn the social graces and also about standards of hygiene, which are an interesting project, we also now have a health and a nutrition room that is specifically for that role. And the children go in, we have a magnetic skeleton, and we have a magnetic muscle group and we learn about the body because for me, uh, if we can get these children to learn about how important the the, the body, your machine is, which is a machine, by taking care of it, it will take care of you as you grow up. Mm. And lack of respect will show you uh, with your health as you get older. If unless unfortunately you have a disability of one sort or another which nobody can um look look forward to. But again, if they, these skills are there, then there's be a benefit. So the when I introduced this into the ministry, the staff didn't know what the names of the muscles were or where they the names of the bones and behind a a covered door was a was a list. And now because it's in there, it's been in for some years. This stuff, no, they are always learning. Mm. I, um, I'm in rota- Rotary, I'm a Rotarian, and um, I'm proud to say that a year last September, I went out to Ghana with a colleague and actually walked from the village to the pond where the filthy little water was. And um, in the June, we were collecting funds. I explained in a moment, we collected funds for this through the nursery. The children learn about how important the water is to us. Mm. Because if they don't learn, it's always there. Um, so the children learned about the Cholangana, have to walk and pick, collect this dirty, filthy water that makes them ill. And having told the story, they then do a drawing to their mind's eye of uh, what's happening to these That piece of paper gets reduced down to become a label around an empty plastic water bottle. That's protected with plastic and goes home to the parents. And the parents fill it with small change. Nobody misses. That goes back into the nursery and becomes their money box. Mm-hmm. And the largest bottle of water you buy from the supermarket. That then becomes a collection bottle. Mm-hmm. Children have a drink of water at least five times a day. And every time they have a drink of water, they go to the drawer, they take out the money box, and they pay to the water. Mm -hmm. Water in this country isn't free. We have to pay for it. It teaches them a little bit more respect for it, and it also opens their eyes so the world isn't all that they have or that they perceive. Through doing that, last June, I returned to the village in Ghana, which is called CIVA, and there's over 25,000 people that now have access to sustainable, which is an important bit, sustainable, fresh, clean water. And my children, my nursery and my staff have been part of that project.
0: That's absolutely to fantastic.
1: To that success.
0: That's an absolutely fantastic uh, way of, of teaching them and also helping others at the same time. Now, unfortunately, our time together has drawn to its close. Uh, but before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for the House of Rompa?
1: The opportunity probably will be to move at some point and to grow. Um, I want to get into education with staff in the way that I've just explained. I want to follow that Uh, and to um, hopefully uh, increase the knowledge and awareness um, that all children in this country and abroad will start to value their body, which is, as I say, is a machine and it needs to be taught and to be respected and valued. Then we might have better preventative medicine in this country for our young children growing up into healthy adults.
0: Well, Adele, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the program today. And I'd love to talk to you again at some point in the near future. Adele, thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That was Adele Harper, owner of the House of Rampa. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
3: Oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, who, who do Google me. Realise that I did uh, score nothing for Essex, uh, for, my only game for Essex first team when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in in, uh, in Liverpool, many many years ago, nineteen sixty-two, I think that was. So I didn't. And... Um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it at the time. It was lucky <laughs> to be playing, I guess. Had one or two injuries. Um... was played under mm. him and has been very successful as a player and, and the manager over many, many, many years. He and He's come across many coaches, of course, and managers during his time over 50 years, I guess. He would still say that Ron Greenwood is the best coach he had worked with. He worked with. So you're very fortunate. I think you, you think you're lucky when you come across if you have a great teacher at school and a great coach as we had in Ron Greenwood. looked upon him more as a senior player, if you like, not as a, a guy with the same age group as me. And I looked at how he, how he uh, trained, how he acted, how he behaved, and how he played. And so he, he would say, I would also say, he was a big influence on me. One thing I would say about leadership, uh, what I do, uh, I do understand clearly. All walks of life, leadership is at the top. Is absolutely vital for a, a for a business. Mm-hmm Which uh, was absolutely, but I can use that now because it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we. Um, uh, well, you are me... I, I can tell you sorry. if you want. You've want, you got time. I can tell I don't, you if you want. Jeff, go on. Go. On. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing it at a dinner in, in the Channel
3: Lines, three or 400 people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of honor. Mm-hmm. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions I think they uh longer was yeah. Well the the answer is straightforward the answer is yes. Um That's a
2: good they,
3: answer. <laughs> the straightforward answer is yes. I can elaborate as much as you want, but the straight answer is absolutely categorically yes. Uh,
2: yeah. and with um I, I know uh, if we could talk about this probably for the next hour or so, but um I'm conscious of the um time. Um looking um back